Welcome to Pigoted Podcast. I'm Freddie Quinn. And I am Dr. Cat Ford. I knew you were going to do the big thing. I knew you were going to... Literally, the only reason that I wanted to do that was to see how you said doctor. <laughs> that made me so happy. I am Dr. Pause Cat Ford. Do you know people are going wild about your name? Really? Why? Yeah. So, you know Jamie Hutchinson? I don't know if you... Uh, the name rings the bell, but yeah, he's not a comedian. Um, so his br- he went viral because his brother is autistic, mm. and his brother uh, every night at nine o'clock dresses up as a doctor and gives him a physical exam and basically beats the shit out of him. <laughs> so with... so he pretends to be a chiropractor then, not a doctor. <laughs> well, he gets a ladle. And he's like, just check here, and he's smashing him, smashing him with a metal ladle. Yeah. And he's told his mum about it, and his mum's like. They need the routine. So he just has to put up with it. But what's really funny is that his brother will text him throughout the day going, don't forget you have an appointment tonight at nine. And then he'll sign it off, Dr. Catford. And then sometimes he's got a fake receptionist as well. Yeah. And he'll be like, "Uh, Dr. Catford is requesting to see you at 9pm. Please confirm. And his, his receptionist is called something else. Yeah. Anyway, it's Dr. Catford. And you're right. Dr. Cat Ford. Yeah. And when people heard, they lost their fucking minds. <laughs> there was, I, it was one of those things where, like, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a subreddit somewhere that was like, oh, the fucking, you know, the, the, they're like the DC and Marvel worlds are interconnected. <laughs> <laughs> the Pigoted and fucking Jamie Hutchinson worlds are connected. Oh, yeah, man. People lost it. Uh, so, yeah, Dr. Catford. Yeah. What is it that we are talking about today, Dr. Catford? So, we're going to talk about something very interesting that a lot of people slightly misinterpret called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, I think I know what this is, and so can I jump in and yeah. uh, slightly misinterpret it before everyone else? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and I will illustrate this with an example, right? So... Yesterday, there's a cafe near where I live, right? It's it's, And it's the most mental cafe because they have two chefs, right? One of them makes the best breakfasts I've ever... The gorgeous. The other one puts pea shoots on fucking everything. Right. I have Eggs Benedict and he's like, Futumf, there's all the pea shoots in the world. I enjoy digging your breakfast out of that, you fat cunt. <laughs> What do you want? Pancakes? Patoom! Pea shoot, motherfucker! <laughs> so whenever the pea shoot guy's in, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to get fucking pea shoots. Anyway, I went in the other day, right, and pea shoot man was in. Mm. I was like, oh, you know, disappointed, but I'll take it, right? I get my usual breakfast. You could just say, without the pea shoots, No, he please. does other mental stuff as well. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. So I have the same thing every time. I have an Eggs Benedict chorizo, which is uh, basically a little couple of little toasted slices of chorizo instead of, you know, bacon or um, or salmon, and then poached egg, and then uh, hollandaise. Nice. But what he does is he puts avocado on it for no fucking reason. I don't want avocado. It doesn't say on the menu avocado. So I just leave him to it, because mm. at this point, him fucking with the menu... In my head, it's better the devil you know. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just go, look, I know when it comes, I have to go like that to get rid of the pea shoots, <laughs> and I have to go underneath, get rid of the avocado, and then I can begin enjoying a meal. Mm. Um, so I get that every time. I also get an apple juice. Who doesn't like apple juice? And I get a flat white. You've been to coffee shops with me many a time. Mm-hmm. I only ever order flat whites, right? Okay, yeah. So flat white, 
comes, coffee comes, everything comes. She brings this 18 year old girl, brings over a flat white, right? That is a cappuccino. There is no doubting that this is a cappuccino. It's got about a fucking inch worth of foam on the. It's got a little foam dome. It's like mm. a little millennium dome on the top, right? Right. And so I say, oh, excuse me. I said, um, I ordered a flat white. Uh, that's a cappuccino. And she went, no, it isn't. <laughs> and I went, what? And she went, that's a flat white. And I went, no. I said, that's that's a cappuccino. And she went, no, that's a flat white. And I didn't know what to do at this point. And so I just went, okay. <laughs> and then what I did, like a little bitch, is so she, she had me so shook, right, that I was Googling images of flat whites and cappuccinos. And I was like, I've clearly got a cappuccino. Why did I even second guess myself? I even Googled the difference between flat whites and cappuccino. And a flat white is literally called a flat white because it's flat on the fucking top. There's no foam on the top. The phone is infused with the... Right, anyway, right, it got me upset. The thing I'm most enjoying about this is yeah. that before we got going, you were having a little rant about being sick of being told what's okay by middle-class comedians. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, I'm working class. I like working class humour. It's dark. I, do you know what? I, could, I couldn't tell the difference between a flat white, a cappuccino, and a latte. I just want coffee, hot milk. The thing but is, is... this little rant about your coffee. The thing is, is the, the flat white's about... It's so working class. The flat white's about two quid, and the, um, and the eggs benedict is about six quid. Like, I can... I can stretch to that, you know. What can I, what can <laughs> yeah. I say? It's like when people, oh, comedians do this thing. It pisses me off so much. Where the the go to thing that comedians say for middle class is they go, oh, hummus or something mm. like that. It's like it's sixty nine p at ASDA. Like, yeah, like what? When you're talking about hummus, like it's some unattainable fucking. <laughs> you just buy it. It's it costs nothing. Um. So anyway, long, long story short, uh, I ended up. Not drinking the coffee, but paying for it all. I, I can't like, drink cappuccino. What? I'm really fussy. No, you got to explain. Like, what is actually the difference between a flat white and a cappuccino? So it's just the amount of milk to foam ratio, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so you could have just scooped off. I don't a want lot of no, foam I, and because no, I like the little layer on top of a flat white. That's well, my just, favorite bit. Just scoop off most of the foam. No, no. All right, okay. I'm not, I'm not going through. <laughs> I, I might as well make the bloody thing myself at this rate. I'm a customer, not a fucking geologist. But what really? <laughs> exactly. Oh, just get rid of this layer of sedimentary foam on the top of my fucking... Just get to the igneous layer of coffee, why don't we? And I'm amazed that I remember those two things. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Igneous rock just came in, in my head then. Um, so anyway, I paid for it. She goes... Was everything all right with you? And it was the same 18-year-old girl. Was everything all right with your meal? And I went, yes. <laughs> and I paid for it and yeah. left it in a bizarre act of defiance that two days later, I'm still upset about my, that I let myself get bullied like that. Mm. But this is, in my head, what the Dunning-Kruger effect is. It's somebody whose own incompetence stops them from seeing their own incompetence and thereby uh, amending and getting better. So she's so fucking stupid, no offence to her, that she doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fixes it. <laughs> yeah. She's so daft, so silly. 
trying to soften it. She's such a silly mare. Um, basically, her incompetence at making a flat white stops her from realising that that isn't a flat white. And so in her head, she's like, this is a flat white. Even though I'm telling her it's not a flat white, it stops her from being able to go, oh, well, I wonder what a flat white actually is then. And then go in and making a fucking flat white for next time. Her own incompetence stops her from developing and becoming better. Is that what the Dunning-Kruger effect is? And if you're going to say... Much. Yeah! You're, yeah, like, that, like that's a really good illustration of it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so... It's it's a failure of what's referred to as like metacognition, like your ability to think about your ability to think. Okay. Um, like the the classic paper, like that, like the originator of what came to be known as the Dunning Kruger effect, okay. uh, came out in like nineteen ninety nine. Wow, so it's fairly recent. Relatively, yeah. Like so, the idea that um, so there's a quote from Charles Darwin. That's um, yeah. the problem. Uh, that um, incom- incompetence begets confidence, while competence begets doubt. Basically, or it's, it's okay. along those lines. That that basically, if you're ignorant of of something, you're more likely to be full of confidence. And do you know think, what you know? I what see you're that every fucking week on Pigoted yeah. because the academic experts that we bring in. Mm they almost second guess themselves and they uh self uh sort of edit themselves as they speak mm. so so you know you'll get somebody who's an expert in fucking uh sunflowers do you know and and they'll go well there's 47,312 sunflower species in the world well actually there's 46,000 but it really depends on what you define as a sunflower subspecies but generally accept you know they're like that mm. do you know what i mean yeah uh, whereas the nutters that we get on <laughs> just go, the earth is flat, the end. Like, mm. And there's no there's no amount of astrophysicists that are convincing them otherwise. They go, no, the world is flat, any questions, and that's it. Yeah. And that's how I notice they speak. The experts are constantly like, um, am I right? Am I right? Am I good? Whereas the the mentals are like, well, this is the way that it is, and that's the end. Right. Okay. So, um, I'd argue that. So yeah, you do get imposter syndrome. That's kind of the flip side of the Dunning Kruger effect. Um, but that issue, I think, I would consider that to be slightly different to like the self editing that that the experts do. Yeah. And that's, I think what's going on there is like their whole job, their whole thing is knowing stuff yeah. and being accurate yeah. and being pedantic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah, their yeah. fucking job. Yeah. Like it's not that they're doubting themselves, it's that they're being specific. Well, you don't need to worry about it because we don't listen to experts anymore. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I absolutely love the arrogance in the world now where there can be one person who has dedicated their entire life to knowing every facet of everything about one specific niche fucking field of study and they can be shouted down by a man that goes well i watched a youtube video <laughs> i love i love that level of arrogance so um so one thing that i think is pretty important about the dunning kruger effect is that it's not about general intelligence and stuff like that like 
everyone can like sh- exhibit Dunning Kruger. Well, like the Dunning Kruger. When I first heard about it, the example was a doctor. So mm. doctors are clever, they're intelligent. Yeah. But if you get a pretty shit doctor, uh, a, a below average GP, let's mm. say, who's still a way above average human in terms of their intelligence, because you've got to be, you're a doctor. Yeah. Now, the way that Dunning-Kruger effect might work in a doctor is, let's say you go, um, a patient comes in, and you take fucking, you know, uh, some things, and you diagnose them as, ha- as having something, you know, you, you've got uh, Legionnaire's disease. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I yeah. don't know where that came from. <laughs> you've got Legionnaire's disease. Yeah. And then... Um, they go, all right, okay, bye-bye. And then they leave. Go to the pharmacy and take two uh, tablets for anti-legionnaires, yeah. whatever. <laughs> they go away, right? And let's say that doctor's misdiagnosed them and they don't have uh, legionnaires' disease. They have um, something else, right? How does that doctor know? Because their own incompetence has forced them to diagnose incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And so why would they possibly ever self-reflect do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it does have real world implications has, and stuff. Yeah, it has real world implications. But um, like, I think, so like I said, it, it everyone can show it. And I think we had a bit of a Dunning-Kruger experience not that long ago. Oh, did when we? When we were talking about potentially writing a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember saying to Jamie, like, yeah. he was texting and saying, like, Freddie is completely underestimating how difficult this is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. he's got no idea how much faff this is going to be. And I wasn't aware how how difficult it was going to be because I've got the skills and experience of writing a children's book. Yeah. It's because I think about the Dunning-Kruger effect all the time. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, right, this sounds easy. Yeah. But it's fucking not. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. If I think it sounds really simple, it's because I've missed something here. So we were going to try and write a children's book uh, for, do you remember the character Jack Van Honk um, in a previous episode? We were going to write a children's book about him, a very niche one, just for fun. And we got contacted by a listener of the show, a very talented lady by the name of Teresa Lewis, who does art and children's illustrations, who offered to illustrate the book, If Only We Would Write It. And so we sat down and we were like, let's write a children's... And in my head, how hard can (laughs) writing a children's book be? Like, you've read children's books, they're fucking shite, you know? Well, I mean, as an adult. (laughs) But actually... Fucking well art. Well, because there's so much stuff that you've got to think about. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, getting a, a, a plot over in as few words as possible mm. and having something that works as a plot but isn't complicated for children. I think at one point, what I was proposing, I had about three... Di- it was like fucking Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> it like- yeah, it was getting well out of hand. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we actually haven't... Ex- fully explained the Dunning-Kruger effect here. Okay, so, so go on. I think I want to I want to pedal back to like the original um, studies. Okay. Um, so it's Justin Kruger and David Dunning. I always so, wonder what their fir- first yeah. names were. Um, Justin Kruger. Justin Kruger and That's, David Dunning. David Dunning, I think, is the name of an academic. Justin Kruger is like Freddie's brother. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Less successful. Yeah. One he of the- haunts your daydreams. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, my brother does night time, but if you ever <laughs> nod off during a meeting, <laughs> that's where Justin comes in. Yeah. And he doesn't have any of the the, the actual killer and ability. That's why he's uh, Justin, because he has to do his work a lot faster. <laughs> Just in and out. Doesn't have any of the fucking killer tools or anything like that. He just tries to startle. He's so boom. <laughs> when you're doing that thing where you fall asleep and you go, and that's just it. Like, that's just it. That's just it. Boom. <laughs> boom. 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 I've scared you. Good. I don't know why he speaks like that. I'd love it though to have like Freddy Krueger. Like I'm going to kill your soul. And then Justin's so, be I'm like, I'm going to startle you a bit. Yeah. Hey. Listen, you, you are going to have a bloody shock in a minute, pal. <laughs> Boo! I'm Justin Kruger. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're going to want to make a fucking... Horror. Horror. <laughs> like a comedy horror film, aren't you? We're going to have to have a full meeting where, where you slowly come to realise, like, oh, no, this takes effort. Yeah. <laughs> How hot. If Wes Craven can do it, I can fucking do it. Is it Wes Craven? I feel like I it is no Wes Craven. Well, it's not Wes Anderson, is it? I feel like Wes Craven was uh, uh, Scream. I have... Do you know? I want to Google Craven. that, because if I'm right, I'm going to be on, so man. impressed with myself. Let's see. Wes Craven. Oh, my God. Am I right? I'm fucking right. He did Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. Well I'm done. really pleased with myself. <laughs> oh, I'm really happy with that. Oh, good for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good pub quiz knowledge. To be f- <laughs> what a slam! What a <laughs> what? what an academically snobbery slam that was. I love pub quizzes. Good pub quiz knowledge. That pub well done, darling. Pub quizzes are great. I um I had inge- igneous rock. Mm-hmm. I nearly yeah. called it ingenious rock. Ingenious then. rock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's rock that's had a very good idea. <laughs> Proper clever rock. <laughs> um, and then I had Wes Craven. I've done really fucking well yeah. today. What a good like I tell you what, I'll sleep tonight. <laughs> All this thinking. Not unless Justin gets you. <laughs> no, it'll be, well, it'll be the evening. So it'll be Freddy. So yeah. it'll be fine. Um so Justin Kruger and D- uh, David Dunning. Yeah. Okay. And so the the story goes that they were kind of inspired by this incident of a bloke called MacArthur Wheeler, who went into two separate banks in Pitts. Pittsburgh, yeah, and robbed them in broad daylight, yeah, with absolutely no evidence of having tried to disguise themselves or or anything. Oh, he walked in, st- stole some money, yeah. Even on the way out of one of the banks, he looked straight at the CCTV. Nice. Wandered off. Now I'm not a bank robber, but I would say he's made a cardinal sin. He's, he's, he has made a bit of an error. I would say that the reason that most bank robbers wear masks is not uh, for branding or as a vanity project. Wow. MacArthur Wheeler did think he had hidden himself from the video cameras. When he got arrested about an hour after the CCTV went out on TV, yeah, and he got picked up and he was interviewed, one of the things he kept saying in absolute dismay was, but I wore the juice. I oh, wore the juice. I wore the juice. He thought if he rubbed lemon juice on his face, he would become invisible to cameras. What? So he... Th- oh, my God. He thought that if you rubbed... This, right. 
I don't know what he's doing with himself now, but I guarantee you he doesn't believe in the COVID vaccine. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you. Not. I guarantee you he's one of those that's like, oh, well, you can solve COVID by getting a personal liquid tab and rubbing it against your ball sack. You know what I mean? Like, it'll <laughs> yeah. be one of those people. Yeah. So why did he not, right? And you won't know the answer to this, but I'm just spitballing. Why did he not video himself first of all I think you know, this was back in 95 that this happened but you could still so like it's not quite as easy but you could still buy a video ca- or get hold of a video camera and just rub fucking lemon juice on your face yeah. and then go oh that myth doesn't work but you'd have to at the very least have the cognitive ability to go to question would that even work what's the mechanism yeah. there like oh if, if you don't even have that level of cognition yeah. of like thinking about the thoughts you're having yeah then you are just going to make these daft mistakes back in the day as well back in the 90s that was when knowledge of the man in the pub reigned supreme <laughs> so you know right. the bloke in the pub that would be like you know the world record for uh fucking eating eggs in uh, under a minute is 300 and you go that's not possible and you go no it is but you couldn't you couldn't google it you you couldn't get your phone out and go what's the world record for eating eggs Mm. 15 what the fuck are you talking about dave yeah so you just had to believe it and i reckon if this dude was thick enough he thought right lemon juice yeah so oh god so there was that story and that kind of inspired Dunning and Kruger to do a set of experiments that were all about checking people's metacognition. Okay. Um, So it was a series of four experiments. And now the first one, I'm not really going to go over because it was a test of comic ability, which I think is really, I think it's very subjective. Comic ability? Yeah. So... So like ability to... So the participants were given... A sheet of paper yeah. with like a load of jokes written on them. <laughs> oh, this is my fucking wheelhouse. Here and, we go. And they, the participants, were asked to like rate the jokes and like pick out which ones would be all the funniest. What? Right. And then, does that not rely on the fact that everyone has a different sense of humor? Yeah, pretty much. Because they then also got like a panel of comedians, panel of experts to rate the same jokes, and they came oh, to different conclusions. That is the stupidest fucking experiment I've ever heard in my life. Because what comedians think is funny is not one-liner jokes. Like, well, unless you like fucking Gary Delaney and Milton Jones or something, you could tell me the funniest knock-knock joke that was ever made, and mm. I'll just be dead behind the eyes. Yeah, And also as well, comics, we've watched so much comedy... This is how I enjoy comedy now. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Mm. That's it. I, I, I don't really laugh at comedy anymore because you just become desensitized to it. Yeah. What? And because and you see it getting constructed as well. Like, yeah. I always find it funny at comedy nights. Like, you can spot the other comedians because they will laugh before the punchline lands. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, yeah, they'll yeah. see where it's going. But yeah, so, like, it's a, it's a fine, like, because, because, Constructing comedy, like, takes a sk- it's a skill. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And the argument is like the same skill that it takes to construct a good joke are the same skills it takes to recognize a good joke. Well, so that's interesting. From that angle, like, that's why they did the, the panel of comedians versus lay people. So, what I would say is that 
I believe that comedy is the most fertile grounds for the Dunning-Kruger effect ever. Okay. Because every good comic that I know analyzes and reanalyzes and reanalyzes and reanalyzes. Mm-hmm. I genuinely, I reckon I do uh, 100 gigs a year. I will be happy with, genuinely happy with about 10. Now, that's not because I'm shit, <laughs> but it's because I self-analyze and reanalyze and reanalyze, and there's sometimes there's little bits that I go, I wasn't quite happy with that. I didn't quite feel like that landed the way I wanted it yeah. to. And great comics, and even good comics, will constantly be, was that right? Was that right? They'll be editing, they'll be changing words out, they'll be moving things around, and it is amazing sometimes, especially when you're writing a joke, you do this a lot, it's amazing at how putting an extra sentence in uh, in a place will completely change the dynamic yeah. of the joke. Changing one word might be the difference between a joke getting hurt and a joke smashing it. Yeah. But the comics that are fucking crap, the dreadful ones, the deluded open micers, the dog shit pros, they just think that every gig they smashed. Now, mm. I, I remember when I was about two years in, I did the biggest gig of my career today. Uh, well, not today now, but today at that time. Yeah. was in a place in Mould, right? It was at the theatre. In Mould, there was about 250 people. I was very nervous. And I was on in the middle with another open mic act. Because, you know, you get spots in the middle, you know, when you start out 10 minutes and stuff. Mm. And I remember being dead nervous, but I remember having one of my best gigs to that point. I remember coming off stage and thinking... I can genuinely do this. Mm. And then the guy on stage after me died on his fucking arse, like had what I would have considered to be one of the worst gigs. And then he came off afterwards and he was like, oh, we both smashed it. We were both amazing. And I was like, oh, I see what this is. But I think it's a self-protective thing Mm. because I think that sometimes it's so hard for somebody to go on stage, because you bear yourself, do you know what I mean, on there. I think it's so hard to be reflective and critical and to go, they just didn't like me. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like a protection mechanism that they will lower their bars and standards to the point where they go, oh, well, this is all, we're all smashing it. Yeah. So yeah, I see Dunning-Kruger effect amongst comics all the time. Yeah. I mean, so that's another reason, perhaps, why comedy isn't the best way of testing this, because there is that, like, especially with like comedians on open mic night on like the open circuit and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's probably not the best way of testing this effect, yeah. which is why I was saying we should just skip over it. Yeah, but I think it's but, interesting that they even tried it. Yeah, I, 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 because it it to me doesn't make any. I I think comics comedy is one of the most immeasurable things yeah because it really depends on the audience as well like but also you will get so it, it's probably come out of like observations right like it, it i don't know without speaking to the researchers like why why did you do that test yeah. why did you come up with that first but a lot of the time it you start with observation and you notice stuff and go oh that's a bit weird that's a bit funny and everyone has at some point met that bloke, it's always a bloody bloke, who thinks they're a fucking laugh riot. Yeah. And they are not funny at all. (laughs) And for some reason, like, they just 
don't understand that they're not like David Brent. It like that's yeah. what his whole shtick yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is like he thinks he's hilarious and charming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's really not, and he's never getting the feedback saying that yeah. he's funny. But he still believes it. I will um, uh, counter that, and I will say that I know a fair few female comics who think that they are fucking amazing, mm. but are dreadful. But started twenty years ago when there just wasn't any comedy, and yeah. so we're able to build up a twenty and put it in the club circuit. Yeah. And now when there's way more competition, they don't get booked, and they go, "It's because I'm a woman." And you go, "No, <laughs> it's because you're fucking shite." Uh, but it's harder for you to come to terms with that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's harder to say it might be me. But yeah, the whole sort of bloke in the pub thing yeah i don't think i've ever in my life seen like a, a, a woman act that way yeah i don't know i just don't think it's a i do occasionally it depends how pissed i am oh really <laughs> yeah I can, I can be hella obnoxious um, <laughs> but it is more usually it, it's like it's dickhead dave like yeah, isn't yeah it? maybe the pint it's... tolerance is just it's three pints for guys whereas it's shit-faced yeah, before they get to that point. So anyway, so that might be why they've started with that. And because like comedy is a skill. But as you said, it's di- like it's subjective, it's difficult to properly measure and yeah. like they acknowledge all of that in the paper. So they then do three more experiments. Mm-hmm. Two of them are about logic. Oh. And one of them is English grammar. Oh. Right. These are better because they have proper rules. Okay. Right. So, with the grammar one, uh-huh. they gave participants, I think it's like 20 um, questions. Yep. That, like, they show you a sentence. Yeah. A portion of it is underlined. Oh, right. And okay. you have to decide whether that underlined bit is grammatically correct. Yeah. Or whether one of four other options is actually the correct version. Oh, I see. And you've got so to... You're basically the Microsoft paperclip. Um, <laughs> and a little squiggly line has come up and it said fragment, consider revising, and you've got to work out what it is. Kind of, but it doesn't even tell you, like, this is definitely wrong. Oh, it's just, yeah. read this bit. Well, is that correct? Or is one of these alternatives the correct way That's of doing it? That's really, really interesting, especially because there's there's a thing putting my ex-teacher hat on. There's um, an unwritten rule of... Um, th- so there's loads of unwritten rules of grammar mm-hmm. that us as native speakers just... We accept. We yeah. just know. But people who aren't native speakers, it's completely silly to them. And one mm-hmm. of them is how to organise adjectives. Mm-hmm. And there's a very specific set way I can't remember what it is but it's like size color heritage whatever blah 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 blah, blah. Um, proximity all this stuff and mm. if you mess with it even a bit you can read it and you can go that's not there's something about that that's not quite right yeah so it'll be loads of examples like that where you'd be like that doesn't quite sound right to my ear mm. and they have to work out what the best fit is yeah okay yeah so that's so it'll be all things like you know the commas in the wrong place, or it's it's which or that, like those kind of like yeah, tricky yeah. little ones where there's definitely a rule. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who or but, whom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they got a bunch of participants. They all do the same test. Yeah. After the test, all the participants are asked 
right. How many answers do you think you got right there? Uh, okay. So they're asked that. They're also asked, how do you think you did compared to everyone else? Oh, that's a that's a naughty, that's a dutty question. Um, and basically, the people who were the absolute worst at it were overestimating how many answers they got right and saying that they were in like the 60th percentile. Like oh, the, the right. Absolutely. Like it, across the board, everyone said they were a little bit above average. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the people who were most wrong about where they fell in the continuum were the worst, were the people who were the worst at it. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a correlation there between being the worst at it and overestimating your ability. Yeah. Okay. Um, on that, yeah, so like on that specific task. Okay. Now, what's also going on on the other end is the people who are in like the top 90th percentile yeah. are also saying probably in the 60th percentile. So they're so underestimating. they're underestimating. Mm-hmm. They're underestimating where they fall in the continuum, but you ask, but if you ask them what they think their raw score is, they're pretty accurate. So it's not exactly that they're underestimating themselves; they're kind of overestimating everyone else. They're overestimating mankind. Yeah, basically. <laughs> now the really fun thing about this is then when you give the participants a few examples of other participants' work, yeah, and ask them to score how well the other person did mm-hmm. or like just have a look so yeah, they can yeah, get yeah. an idea of where they actually fall in the continuum. Yeah. The really high achievers look at the work of everybody else and go, oh, actually, I'm better than average at this. Yeah. Because they can recognize all the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. The people yeah. who did really bad <gasps> can't recognize the correct answers because they don't know the rule. Oh, so they wow. don't have the ability to distinguish the good performance from the bad performance. If they could, they would perform better because they would know the rule. Yeah. So that's Shit. that's what the Dunning-Kruger effect so is they, partly is. Yeah, so they can't even understand how or why or where or what it is that's stopping them from being better than everybody else. Yeah, I like that those were a list of like words that were probably in the grammar tests. Yeah. How, why, where, what? <laughs> Have I done wrong? <laughs> yeah, one of those. <laughs> but that is terrifying because- it is to an extent. Well, for me personally, I'm thinking of this now and I would consider myself to be a rather good comic and stop yeah, you're dying to say no, something. No, you're dying no, to. No. So I, if, if I had to put myself in percentiles, I'd probably put myself in the top 15% percentile in terms of just being funny on stage. Mm. I'm sure there's other things, right? Now, there'll be comics listening to this now going, how dare he, right? Yeah. But that, I'm just being honest, right? But how do I know that I'm not... And I feel like I'm really self-critical... How do I not know that I'm not actually fucking poo and that I'm I'm a personification of the Dunning-Kruger effect? This is why I love the Dunning-Kruger effect. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as you learn about it, you just have a fucking meltdown. Yeah, it's, like, like it's, it's, it's like when philosophers go, well, there's no real way of knowing whether or not you're asleep. You're like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pinching so- myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
I always have that specific panic whenever I'm on, not every single time I'm on the toilet, but if I'm going to have that panic, it's while I'm on the loo. How do I know if I'm good at doing a poo? No, no, <laughs> the, the, am I awake? Like, like, am I, before, before we get started, are we definitely awake? Oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> that's so funny. No, 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 I feel like I'm awake. <laughs> Ring, ring. Oh, fuck, it's my alarm. <laughs> no. Um, Thankfully, it still hasn't happened to me. So what I would say then in my sort of working out whether or not I'm a living, breathing Dunning-Kruger effect is I can watch other comics mm-hmm. on the same bill as me mm-hmm. and go, they had a better gig tonight than I did. So if I was a Dunning-Kruger I wouldn't be able to do that. So it depends. It depends what you mean. So are you saying they had a good gig? As they had in a better gig than me. You could tell the audience were laughing. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the audience reaction to them was better. Mm-hmm. They did better tonight than I did, and I can do that regularly. I can look at a gig and go, "Well, he did better." I I can watch most gigs and I can put first, second, third, fourth in mm. terms of who did best where and what. And yeah. sometimes I'll be at the top, sometimes I'll be second, never third or fourth. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but y- you get what I mean, yeah. though. So surely the fact that I'm able to do that shows that I have the self-analytical metacognitive skills to be able to critically reflect well enough that the Dunning-Kruger effect won't apply to me. Only if you're doing it accurately. Oh, Fuck! Right, so... So, again, I fucking love the Dunning-Kruger effect because, like, it just destroys your ability to be confident in anything. Do you know what we need? just, like... Do you know what we need after gigs? So, you know how outside of service station toilets, they have the, uh, <laughs> how was your experience? And there's like a sad face and a medium face and a happy face. Yeah. That needs to be at every comedy club. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then I can check and then I'll finally know whether or not I'm fucking a, yeah. a victim of this. It's so hard because because once you there's no real way of knowing that you're a victim of it. No, that that is so. One of the things that they say in the original paper is that um, incompetent people are faced with like a double burden. Like not only are they incompetent at the thing, but they lack the skills it needs to recognise their own incompetence. Oh, so, like, the, the title of the paper is, is um, Unskilled and Unaware of It. It's a really good paper. <laughs> <laughs> it, that sounds so sassy. Oh, it's, yeah, like... <laughs> sounds it's like <laughs> Legally Blonde 4. Unskilled and unaware of it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it's... It, like I'd recommend downloading it because it's not behind a paywall or anything. It's a classic paper. It's really good. Um, the upside of these findings okay. is, so one, Dunning-Kruger effect tends to be domain-specific. Domain-specific? So, yeah, so I I could be really competent in one at one thing. So, so I could be very good at podcasts yes potentially but i could be a shit stand-up comedian do you know what i'm i'm well ahead of you on this so a few uh months ago i needed to get a a poster designed Mm -hmm. right and you know i asked a few friends in the industry and stuff you know is anyone can anyone design a poster for this comedy night or whatever because i'd rather keep money within the industry you know yeah and a guy messaged me and he said, I'll design the poster for you for free. It's a hobby of mine. I like doing it. I'm happy to do it. 
Now, I know this guy, and he's one of the worst open mic stand-up comedians I've ever seen in my entire life. Every single time that I've watched him on stage, it has been a solid death from start to finish. Nobody laughs. People get up and leave. He's horrific at comedy, right? So I thought, well, he can design it for free because it's free if he wants to do it. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's going to be shite, so whatever. Two days later, he comes back with an incredible poster, right? Brilliant. And I realised that the only reason that I assumed that he was shit at making posters is because he's so bad at comedy and doesn't know that I just assumed that he was shit at fucking everything. Does he still do stand-up and is he likely to be watching this? Uh, The the Dunning-Kruger effect would would, uh, dictate that he wouldn't know. No, but he probably knows that he designed a poster for you for free. (sighs) <laughs> well, well I've said if it you now. didn't know before, yeah, you know thinks now. you're shit. I'm sorry, yeah, um. you, you're one of the worst acts in the country, but you design a great poster. <laughs> so, do you know what, mate? I'd say go with that. I'd say, I'd say go down that route. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, it, it's really specific. So, when I was looking at this paper, I was thinking, you know, so they've got a test of comedy, which I think is a bit dodgy, but I think I'd be about average on that. Logic maybe slightly above what average. Were the, what were the logic tests? So, um, it's something called the... Uh, it's a card selection test. I can't remember the proper name of it. It's on my phone. That's okay. But So, basically, the test is you get given four cards yep. and you get told a rule. Okay. So, the rule might be any card that has a number three, or like all the cards have a number on one side and a colour on the other. Okay. The rule might be, if the card has a number three on it, yeah. the other side has to be yellow. Okay. And then you're shown these four cards. Yeah. Number seven. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. A yellow card and a red card. Okay. You can only turn over two cards yeah. to test whether that rule has been broken. Okay. Which cards do you flip over? Well, the number three one, uh, because you flip it over and then if it's not yellow, you'll know the rule that has been broken. And let's see. Well, that's the only one you need to flip, isn't it? If You need to flip two. No, but I mean, that's the only one you need to flip in order to test the rule because the rule is if if it has a number three on the front then it must be yellow on the back Mm -hmm. now the fact that one's yellow on the back doesn't necessarily mean that there needs to be a number three at the front Mm -hmm. yeah so and then the fact that there's a seven and a two or whatever is is redundant because that's got nothing to do with the rules you need to flip the red one as well why because if there's a three on the other side of the red oh right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay so you you're halfway there yeah 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 i'm with you but that, like, so the rule If is, I'd have had those cards in front of me, I would have got to that conclusion. I knew that the seven had nothing to do with it, yeah. so that would have been out. Yeah, because the rule says nothing about the colour on the other side of the number seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. So you flip the three yeah. and the red, because the yellow can have any number on the other side. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
and the seven can have any colour on the other side. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. irrelevant to the rule, but the other two... Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people make mistakes on that. So they basically. flip the yellow and go, oh, I'm expecting a three on the other side, and they don't realise. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, or... Yeah, basically. Um, or they'll get one flip right and the other flip wrong. Yeah. Um, but, any, but there's a rule to it, is like, which... What cards do I have to flip to dis- yeah, 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 to I'm prove that the rule has been broken? Yeah. If if all you want to do is confirm, you'll probably flip the three and the yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the yellow actually gives you no information. Okay. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. So that's one once, of the logic ones. Once, yeah, and so people will do that test of like. Same setup, loads of different questions. Yeah. Like one will be a shape and a word. The other one, one that I've seen that was really fun was yeah. um, four cards. The rule is um, only over 21s can drink alcoholic drinks. Yeah. So you can tell it's American. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a card that has a picture of a can of Coke. Yeah. A card that has a picture of a pint on. Yeah. Um, one card that says is 22 yeah and another card that says is 17 okay and so it's then like flip the cards to see if the rule's been broken okay so you flip the is 17 one mm-hmm. and then you flip the fucking can of beer one yeah 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 okay yeah 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 yeah. I'm with you so as soon as you know the rule actually it suddenly becomes really easy to like to figure out which cards yeah. to flip yeah 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 but if you don't know the rule you, you, people tend to do about like they'll Perform at chance level on yeah. that, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. card thing. Um, but, so you'll do the test. So either like the grammar test or a logic test. Yeah. People will perform. They'll say what they think their performance is. Uh-huh. They'll be completely, if they're low performers, yeah. completely unable to spot who's got it right. Oh, versus really? themselves until you teach them the rules. And then once they know the once rules, once they know the rules, that's the end of the matter. They can, they can spot it. They can, they know how to spot how. So okay, the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, it means that if like there's a good chance there's at least one domain, like one area of your life, yeah, where you think you're doing brilliantly, but you're actually fucking up. Uh, but, food, I think, is a big one. The amount of people that overestimate their cooking ability mm. is fucking insane. Yeah, like I've mentioned many times before on every fucking podcast that I'm a really fussy eater, mm. and we went for sushi before this, and you know that I'm a fussy motherfucker. The amount of people that are like, no, no, I make the best roast potatoes. Yeah. It's weird though, because you would have thought that like, like ev- like, you'd think that would be an area where you can't estimate your ability wrong. Mm. Like if you say, oh, I'm really good at baking cakes try and bake a cake and it's just fucked up yeah you'd you'd think you'd be able to recognize like that's a bad cake but the thing (laughs) is though is i think it gets offset by the fact that food that you cook is always sort of tastier than food that you buy because you have a sense of achievement and accomplishment Mm. and so that's what you're tasting you're going "Mm -mm, sweet success i i find the opposite really like i tend to 
I tend to be really annoyed by the food I cook. Like if I cook, if I'm cooking for people, yeah. Like when I'm eating it, I'm like, oh, that could be that could have been a bit spicier. Like mm, no, the balance is off there. Mm. Like, like I'm pulling it apart. Whereas if somebody cooks for me and puts it in front of me, I'm like, you know, this is great. I had an ex girlfriend once, and um, she wanted me. You know, it's like uh, we've been together for long enough that Christmas was a well. Who's where are we going? Yeah, you know what I mean. And she was like, we've well, got to come to my mum's for Christmas dinner. She was like, oh, oh, my mum makes the best Christmas dinner. And I was like, oh God, because Christmas dinner's maybe my favorite meal. Mm. And it's the only thing about Christmas that I'm asked about. Yeah. Really like Christmas dinner. It's delish. And she was like, no, it's just trust me, it's amazing. And I was like, oh. I mean, what can I do? What can I say? No, do you know what I mean? I'm just like, fine, whatever. I went there and it stands as being possibly the worst meal I think I've ever eaten in my fucking life. It was so bad. The mashed potato was, you, you know when you get it like, it's either incredibly smooth, it was smooth to the point of being whipped cream, but right. then there were stodgy ass bits of lump in it that were like little <laughs> rocks almost of yeah. mash. So it, it felt like what she'd done is she'd made two lots of mash, one that she'd whisked to the point of it being like a fucking blancmange. Mm. And then the other one where she'd gone, well, I'll not repeat that same mistake, got a load of potatoes in a pan and gone, one. <laughs> and then just combine them together and be like, that's that's how I make potatoes, baby. Um, she had little roast potatoes that I'm not joking. You could put up a fucking shelf with them. They were <laughs> like rock hard. And the worst was the gravy that she'd made hadn't been stirred properly and so you know when you get that gross gravy that has like little you know like jupiter has sunspots <laughs> yeah. like that moving across your gravy and you're like oh god the worst thing in the world and all of it oh this is delicious this is the most amazing thing i want it to be like if i was in prison i'd be furious at this meal <laughs> i'd be fucking fuming at it yeah so i i tend to find that cooking is one that people just yeah. massively over or underestimate on. yeah it's it yeah it's weird like i don't yeah it, it definitely happens but it, yeah. it, that, that one boggles me like with logic or grammar or like whatever you can go oh yeah i understand how how um <laughs> cheers no 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 that was me yawning then that was me yawning. I'm sorry. I apologise. You know it's a good pod. You know it's a fucking great listen. Yeah, right. Do you know what I'm it is? Fucking host to sleep. It's because I've only had one coffee today. And right. Usually I will have uh, between three or four flat whites by now mm. and a cheeky cappuccino thrown in there, depending on where I can go. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would have thought it would be one of those areas that it, like you wouldn't get that Dunning-Kruger effect, but no, it, it does seem to, to turn up. What's yours? If you had to say that there's one aspect of your life where the Dunning-Kruger effect sneaks in or you think you might be you might be a victim of it, what's the one thing that you, you might think that I might overestimate my ability in? I don't know. Um, I thought that sneaky smile there was good. <laughs> I I know I'm bad at maths. I know I am fucking awful at it. I'm not great at maths. 
occasionally I forget how shit I am at maths and I try and do a bit of maths and then it's like oh no no don't understand numbers (laughs) (laughs) go go away being a calculator with you (laughs) do you know what I find as well is a big Dunning-Kruger one as well hand jobs so (laughs) (laughs) hand jobs or blow jobs right and the amount of women that are like, oh, I'm... no woman goes, do you know what? I'm really bad at sucking dick. Like, I've just, what can I say? I am in the lowest percentile for dick suckery. There's just no way. All of them go, I'm great. Or they go, well, I've never had any complaints. And it's like, yeah, because what sort of an arsehole goes, there's a lot to be improved here. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. I tend to find, um, like, uh, yeah, the I would say the majority of hand jobs I've ever had in my life have been dreadful. Mm. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's sort of like they're mashing spuds or like <laughs> cleaning the top of a banister. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, uh, yeah. But I bet there's men. I'm really curious about your sample size now. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, it could be bigger. Like three. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Little like, pigs. All, all three women have ever sucked my dick. <laughs> yeah. Have been yeah. okay. It's like Goldilocks and the Three Birds. <laughs> this this hand job was too hard. <laughs> this one was too soft, but this one was just right. <laughs> Yeah. That's horrific. But there must be men as well that are like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a tick you. Yeah, I'm a fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is that voice? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Um that's my Dunning Kruger sex voice. Okay, yeah, I'm fair a, enough. I'm a fuck you and you're not gonna be able to walk straight. Mm, yeah. And then it's like the limpest shag you've ever had in your entire life. And they're like, oh, you like that baby. And you're like, well, <laughs> well, have you ever heard of Jason Kruger? <laughs> Justin Kruger. Justin. And David Dunning. And David Dunning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's, that's the thing, though. Like them, them. So this is why learning about that effect can make you, could really mess your head up. Yeah. Because you're like... There, there's that. There will be stuff that I am going around getting completely friggin' wrong. Yeah, and I am totally oblivious. Yeah, you don't. Like, you, yeah, because the that, whole cause that's the point. The whole fact behind it is that you don't know what you're getting wrong mm. because you're getting it wrong. Yeah. Oh fucking shit. Yeah. Is there any way? To, I mean, do they propose any way of like? stopping or changing your habits or anything or do they just go this is a thing enjoy the rest of your fucking life (laughs) so the only way you will ever be able to spot is by improving like like, so like with the logic and with the grammar once you learn the rules like you suddenly are able to see your own previous mistakes yeah so but if you but the thing is the people in the lowest percentile are the ones who are least likely to try and improve because they think they're doing a boss job. Uh, they're doing absolutely fine. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. It's a bastard, isn't it? Mm. It's an yeah. absolute fucking bastard. It's good fun. Have they done any, like, follow-ups to the Dunning-Kruger effect or anything like that? In what? Yes, they have, but, like, what are you like, wanting to know? Well, I <laughs> tend to think that, like, with stuff like this, they always have, like you know like revised things where people go and 20 years later they go oh well I wonder if it's still the same and 
Have they ever done any follow-ups or have they just sort of... Not with the same people. No, 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 but like... But they have done like follow-up experiments. Like what? What have they done? So... So there was one example where like when people were coming out of um, a psychology exam. Oh, how, how do you think you did? Yeah. How do you how think, do you think you did? did? How, how good... How well do you think you understood the course material and stuff? Oh. How do you think you did compared to other people? It's setting them up to fail in it. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no. It, like... Yeah. It's, it is, it's just research. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've already failed. Um, yeah, and, like, asking them to review themselves and then, like, saying to the those people as they're coming out, oh, well, do you mind yeah. if when these exams get marked, if we look at your actual score yeah. so we can see how spot on you are? Yeah. And again, everyone's sort of saying, oh, I think I'm a little bit above average. Yeah. And again, it, like, it means that the people who have performed the least well are massively overestimating their performance, mm. whereas the people who are doing brilliantly are slightly underestimating their performance. Do you know what? You've just reminded me with the how do you think you did thing. Mm. There was a so there was a guy who's like an older comic on the circuit, and sometimes if you're like a, a young a young gun, you'll mm. see these people and you'll be like, you'll ask them for feedback afterwards. Mm. But comics hate giving feedback to other comics because generally speaking, they take it really fucking badly. Mm. Like they don't go, that's a good point. I'm going to go away and improve. They don't do that. They go, well, fuck you. You know, it's yeah. just how they are. It's how they're built. So what this guy used to do is like, he, his trick was you'd go up and you'd be like, oh, did you watch that? How was it? He'd go, how do you think you did? Ooh. And then they'd go, yeah, I think it went really well. And he'd go, yeah. And he'd just agree with whatever yeah. the fuck they said because he didn't want to fucking get himself pulled into that absolute shitstorm yeah. of comics egos and stuff. Fucking hell. Dunning-Kruger effect's a bit of a mind fuck, really. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. It's, it's one of my favourite bits of uh, psychology especially because, research. Especially because you can't like, um, like be like, well, I'm smart, so I won't fall for it. But because you just... Because it's not about being smart. It's about having skills in a particular area. Fuck. And, like... So whenever I start feeling confident about something, I start going, oh, am I actually doing yeah. this well? Or Imposter syndrome, isn't it? I, that, yeah, well, only, it's only imposter syndrome if I am actually doing well, right? Yeah. Oh, God. So if I'm feeling confident and then question it, that might be the appropriate thing to do. Jeez. Or... If I'm feeling confident and questioning it, maybe it's imposter syndrome. Uh, if I'm feeling confident and not questioning it, it could be that I'm super skilled at it. <laughs> or it could be that I'm fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Like, that's... There's no yeah. way of getting around this, is there? The, the, the only way to deal with it is just to be like, well, it might happen, so go figure. Yeah, basically. And if somebody, you know, tries to give you advice... It just take it mm. or yeah yeah but sometimes have you ever had advice given by people who you don't respect or admire or like at all and you have to be like <laughs> you know oh well, yeah i mean you don't have to take all advice on board no but even pretending to take it is a bit hard you know yeah. even to be like <laughs> you know mm. even that's too much for me right dunning kruger effect done sorted yeah finished uh, if you want to find out more about the Dunning-Kruger effect, there's that paper online. Uh, unskilled and unaware of it. Um, I just... Sounds like amateur porn. Oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> Actually, so one thing that I don't know enough to get fully into it, but there has at times been a bit of controversy, I guess, in the academic world. So Ooh. a couple of letters have been sent back and forth, basically. That's, right? Um Basically. One academic slapping another one on stage. Yeah. Keep my thesis at your fucking mouth. <laughs> That's how they do it in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there have been some people that have suggested that, like, this, the way the Dunning-Kruger effect graph looks, that, like, that's just how numbers work. Like, this is just a, a statistical artifact. Oh, okay. And, like, that... The, the the cognitive deficits or whatever yeah. don't actually exist. It's just that's just how statistics lie. Okay, like, like that's just how statistics fall. Sometimes. Okay, okay. Um, but they've been pretty good at checking that and doing further experiments. Yeah, and doing whatever the magic wizardy stats that they've been recommended to do to make sure that it's not just a, stati a statistical artifact. Okay. So, like, it, it is a genuine effect. But, yeah. So yeah well, that's the thing. I mean, with any sort of academic research worth its salt, you'll always get some cunt going, you know, what about, what about, what about, what about? But, no, that, that, I mean, that's not some cunt, though. Oh, that, no, that, that's, that's part of the process, yeah, right? I mean, some cunt. I mean, some cunt whose job it is to be a cunt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so I used to sort it's of, like... It's a scientist sciencing. Like. I, 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 when I used to learn about philosophy and stuff like that at school, no matter what it was, there'd always be David Hume, who was mm. a famous sceptic, who was like... <laughs> and he just flattened everything. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, can you not just let people have nice things? <laughs> like, just let people feel like they've accomplished something. But yeah, I get that it's part and parcel yeah. for people to... You know, I had yeah. a friend... And also, like, you will get people who write uh, a bit of research and do the statistics on it, and they think they've done a really bloody good job. Yeah. And they think they've thought of everything, and yeah. they've submitted it and published it, and then somebody else comes along who is potentially slightly better at statistics than them, who will spot the mistake that they didn't have the skills to spot. That literally <laughs> happened to a friend of mine who is a scientist, and he submitted a thesis or something, I don't know, but then he it, it was like something that was like going towards his big fucking doctor thing. Mm. And he submitted it to a paper, either before or after, mm. and it just got fucking annihilated. Yeah. Like, like people just tore it to fucking shreds. Mm. It was like... Ow. The world yeah. of academia is it's bitchy, isn't it? It's, it gets, you know, yeah, it has its unpleasant moments. It's like Mean Girls, but <laughs> with smart people. <laughs> I think there's a, there's On a, Wednesdays, we disprove theorems. <laughs> <laughs> we do that every day. Um, yeah, but like, there is, people are trying to be nicer about that stuff now. Yeah. Like, because. You know why? Like why? Why be a dick about it? Yeah, because like, it is fun. It is fun to be a dick sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? It yeah. is fun to be a dick. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah, unskilled and unaware of it is the original paper. And if you put like David Dunning into YouTube or the Dunning Kruger effect, yeah, like basically, 
every fucking podcast has an episode about the Dunning-Kruger effect. Really? Pretty much. Like, every, like, skeptics. And if you want to uh, have a chat with uh, Justin Kruger, uh, just have just a have little siesta. Yeah, have a little siesta during the day. <laughs> He'll come, boo! Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> You've overestimated your ability there, lad. Boo! Uh, and that's the end. Right, Cat Ford. Um, Dr. Cat Ford. Uh, if people love you, where can they find you? What sort of stuff do you want to plug? Um, so I'm involved with Skeptics in the Pub online, where twice a month we bring you uh, interesting lectures from people who know a lot of things, and it's followed by a Q&A, and that's on Thursday nights, twice a month. Um, I'm also involved with the Merseyside Skeptic Society, and we've started having in-person meetups on the first and third Thursday of the month. Um, so come come find us, say hello. Um, and that's in Liverpool City Centre. And yeah, other yeah. other skeptic just check out skeptic stuff on, on the internet. It's it's good stuff. Skeptic stuff. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and becoming a Patreon. Uh, you can search for it at patreon.com forward slash pigoted. Uh, for literally just a quid a week, uh, it helps us to keep the lights on. It helps us to keep the show running. And you get an extra episode, you get early access, you get more content, access to Discord servers, loads and loads and loads and loads of stuff. And if you are enjoying the podcast, if, uh, if, if, we deliver one pound a week's worth of entertainment for you and you enjoy listening to this on your runs or on your drives or wherever you listen to it walking the dog or whatever then consider uh, dropping us um, a subscription on Patreon because it will help to keep the podcast uh, going and it will secure us uh, going forward Uh, thank you very much for listening we'll see you again next week bye bye